Welcome to episode two of the Dude Save Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Carpenter. And I'm your co-host, Will Smith. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the landscape of your local city. Stick with us and find out more. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, the landscape of your city. And I'm not in your city. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. But, uh, Will, I think we can pretty much just take a good guess at the business ecosystem that exists in most areas. No, I I believe you're 100% right. Now, do I think other uh, cities have probably adapted and, and learned how to do things better? Um, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely, you know. But uh, I know with with ours, we're still uh, working ten years in the in the past. Absolutely, it seems like. I, you know, I worked with a guy. Uh, shout out to Nathan Quell uh, and EIA, right? Yeah. Uh, but his entire um, business model, and we won't get super off track here, but his entire business model was taking an industry that had been stagnant for 50 years and giving people the tools that they needed to skip 10 years ahead, right? Yeah. Like a website and whatever. So um, so I totally understand what you mean. I think in yeah. some of these areas, um, it is vital to, to just accept the fact that, that you're yeah. operating behind, yeah. right? Um, so when I look at business landscape across um, our region, right? Yeah. You, know, you know, we are located here in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, nowhere near Richmond, Virginia. No. Oh, come, on, come on, I had to yeah, say it, right? Yeah, right. Um, but but when I look at, at a business landscape, I see you know that businesses are broke up into um, subgroups, sure. right? Like the service industry, the sales industry, business to business industries, yeah. right? B two B. If you guys have heard that before, um, and then I think like charities exist. Uh, and sometimes charities do sales and service, right? Yeah. But but they exist on their own, okay? Sure. Uh, so when I look at the business landscape of, of an area, I look at service industry, sales industry, business-to-business industry, um, things like that. And I think when you look at your city, you can pretty much walk down Main Street USA, and, yeah. and you can see a retail shop, a design firm, a artists, a, you know, they, they fall into one of these major categories, I think. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're 100% correct. And, and, you know, I feel like uh, those businesses have pretty well stayed within their categories. I agree. I mean, they've just, uh, I guess cities have never really found a way or towns have never found a way to, to collaborate together. I agree. To form. I agree. You know, um, you know, BNI isn't an example oh, of yeah. some of them. I mean, I, I don't really feel like BNI has really got to the new age. You I, know, if you're uh, if you're in a BNI group or or something, reach out to us. I'd, I'd like to have you on the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would like I'd like to get your input. I mean, for, so for, like real world. Yeah, for for years they've been you know passing referrals back and forth to each other right. and stuff like that. I just turned one down two months ago. Wow. I turned down a yeah. seat at a BNI yeah. because it felt like it was going to be more work versus the reward. Yeah. It just it just did. It felt like and I'm not saying I'm afraid of work. I'm saying it felt like it was going to be more work than yeah. the reward. No, like you're it absolutely seemed right. like a bad business decision. Yeah. You know? Um now I'm not saying I wouldn't join it under other circumstances, but sure. in the position that I was in, 
yeah. seemed like a bad business decision. So, I mean, the concept of share of leads is a pretty solid concept. Agreed. You agreed. know, I just feel like it needs to be updated. I, I feel like in my landscape uh, map here, you know, they can't see because obviously we're just talking to them. But in, in my landscape map sitting here on, on the desk, I feel like um, all of these industries should be centered around a hub. And that hub should be what B&I should be. Yeah. Right. Like, absolutely. like when you look at the landscape of a of a city, I feel a, a business city. Like when you're talking about bi- the business ecosystem landscape, yeah. right? I feel like the service industry, the sales industry, and then all of their sub industries. Right. When you talk about sales, you're talking about you know car lots and clothing stores. Sure. Right. Yeah. When you look at all of this as a big picture, I think it you start to realize that in, in our area, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Will, uh, but in our area, in this region, there is no central hub. There is no. no hub for people to go to to link their businesses together, to yeah. find out how to do some of the things we're going to talk about. I mean, yeah. it doesn't exist, right? We, we exist. The dudes are going to save your marketing because we're going to talk about that stuff. No, absolutely. And I feel like um, people should really... Uh, you know, kind of look deep because I mean, when I, when I look at the advertising landscape um, within the business ecosystem, right, you see one of two things. Okay, you see the generation that's embracing the technology, okay, but not fully utilizing it, okay, or don't know how, or don't know how, right, and then you see the generation that is still stuck in the old technology, okay, and I feel like if there was something that would bring all of that together to help people fully understand you know the new technology versus the old way because the old way still works right because they're still in business yeah there's nothing wrong with it right it's just it is needs to be elevated or mixed with the uh, the new school technology so to speak so so i want to talk just real quickly here 30 seconds about population and what's really possible right i hear a lot of people say i wish we had a cheddar's restaurant or i wish we had a Cheesecake Factory. And the fact is that there are 180,000 people in our entire county. In this county, there's 180,000 people, man, woman, and child. Yeah. For actual, you know, adults with disposable income, it's going to be significantly less. Oh, absolutely. And when you look at adults with disposable income who want cheesecake on a Tuesday, it's going to be even less. So I think... The consumer has a little bit of responsibility when it comes to this landscape. The consumer is just as in the dark as some sure. of these businesses, right? I, I agree. So the consumers are like, you know, no, I'm not going to give you my cell phone because I don't want you to sell it to some car extended warranty company, right? Yeah. And 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 that's not true. Your local um, boutique clothing store is not selling your phone number to the guy <laughs> overseas trying to sell you a fake extended warranty. Sure. Right? But there's that misconception. Consumers don't know, and the businesses are not educating because they probably don't know how to use yeah. this landscape to their yeah. advantage, how to work with other businesses, and how to create maps and strategies to, to really work together. So, Will, I want to spend the next, you know, part of the second part of this podcast um if, if you're okay with it, I'd like, I'd like to talk to the people about um, how they can take their industry, right, mm-hmm. and sync it with another industry, oh, okay, I, like yeah. an unrelated industry. 
Um, and then I would also like to talk about how they can take their industry and work with other people in that industry and not be upset about competing against each other. So for the next five or ten minutes, I yeah. think that's that's what we need to you know dig into and and address here. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and I'll start it. I'll, I'll go ahead and say I like using um, insurance because you're the Fresh Prince of Insurance. So we'll yeah. have a lot of feedback from you here, yeah. right? Um, so we're going to use insurance and a car lot to Absolutely. start this off. That's going to be. I consider insurance a service industry. Yes. Right? And I consider retail car sales a retail mm-hmm. sales industry. Yeah. So I want to talk about, you know, what they probably don't realize is how they can work together. And we can talk a little bit about Facebook and Instagram. We can also talk about direct mailing. Yeah. We can also talk about commercials, right? Because even traditional radio and commercial advertising still works. Yeah. But to sync it together to give people a, a little bit of an understanding. So I, I want to use that as an example first. Like okay. two industries that don't compete against each other but work together and they're not working together. Right? Yeah. The insurance industry depends on the auto industry. Yep. The auto industry is feeding the insurance industry. Right? Like, sure. like you have to have insurance to protect the auto investment. That's correct. Right? You know, you're not going to be able to write new car loans if people are you know damaging their vehicles not repairing them right so they they work together but the owners are not working together sure okay like we're seeing that okay i'm seeing that oh no absolutely okay so so tell me will like give me an example that you think is is relevant to our listeners about one way that an insurance agent should be leveraging car lots in their area you know, so I really feel like insurance agents should uh, be doing a lot more. Okay. Um, and and in the car lots. Good way be, to make a blanket statement there. Oh uh, yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Work um, harder. Work work harder. That's exactly right. No, let, let's 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 kind of expand that. Let's let's go work smarter. Okay. You know, because um, you know, because I know there's a lot of hardworking insurance agents out there that have built their business on <laughs> on going door to door. Um, you know. By being able to leverage the power of social media, if you will, Instagram, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, um, you know, I feel like insurance agents can approach car lots in this day and time to be able to cross market um, their products okay. within. Okay. Um, you know, and, and it really works to both advantage. You know, for an insurance agency, that you know, that gives you a whole new. Um, set of customers that you would maybe if not would have talked to before. Okay. Um, and then the same thing happens with the car lot. You know, you've now gained a group of customers that have not, you know, seen your, your advertisements and maybe in that capacity. Okay. Um, but allows you to leverage their audience. So, 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 speak. so let me ask you, so when you say this, when you say, you know, they should, they should be working harder, working smarter, right? Sure. Um, you're saying like like physical here. When you're talking about sharing products with each other, you're talking that the insurance agents uh, should be putting their products in front of dealership customers. Hundred percent, right? So they they should be going to the dealerships with a, a a table and setting up the first Saturday of every month and just saying, "I sell insurance. Absolutely. If you need to buy a car, let me save you fifty bucks so you can put that fifty dollars." back into your car deal they should be in person doing that well so let me expand on that just a little bit because okay. you know i've bought quite a few vehicles i'm oh. sure you have too right but um you know and 
throughout the 80s and the 90s, you've seen this trend. Allstate did a program where they had insurance agents and dealerships. Okay. Yep. Um, which was a great concept. There's nothing wrong with the concept. Okay. But I feel like, you know, local agents could actually expand upon that. Maybe show okay. up at a dealership and bring donuts for the for the Saturday I morning see. meeting. Right. You know, just to be there, to be seen, to, to network with these guys and to help them. Because, I mean, you know, and all too, time, all too many times... You know, someone's trying to buy a car. The price is too high. Okay. You know, and, and so that salesperson has either got to try to talk them into a higher payment or let them walk off the lot. I see. You know, so that insurance agent could be there trying to help that customer get into that vehicle they want or they deserve. They could save the deal. That's 100%. Like they can save the deal, especially someone that has competitive insurance yeah. or or multiple carriers. Right? Absolutely, like I, I got some insurance background, so yeah. right, like yeah. like a local insurance agent doing that would be key to to that sure. success. Sure, right. So so when we look at those two industries and we're talking about them working together, you're you're saying that grassroots, right? Like That's like absolutely boots on the ground. Those are two industries that are independent of each other, but work in harmony on the sure. back end, right? Like yeah. the money and the insurance, and, yeah. you know, it all works together in the back end. But you're saying that when you look at that, when you when you drive, when these people drive down uh, Main Street, USA, Capitol Street here yeah. in Charleston, when they're driving down the boulevard and they see Todd Judy Ford, let's name drop it, right? When they yeah. see Todd Judy on the boulevard or Dutch Miller on McCorkle Avenue yeah. or the Moses Mile in St. Albans, right? Yeah. When they're driving past these places, what you're saying is it would be advantageous. Is that? A, I think that's sure. a real word, right? Yeah. For an insurance agent to be physically making a presence at those sure. places, 100%. because because I can tell you, right? I, you, Fresh Prince can tell you, right? Yeah. People aren't walking into insurance agencies to kill time while their wife shops. They're sure. going to a different store. Yep. Right. But they might go to a car lot just to look around. Absolutely. So you're saying that an insurance agent, grassroots, boots on the ground on a Saturday dealership mm-hmm. would be huge. No, Big. It would I be, mean, it would be, I a, think it a would good be way beneficial. to expand. Yeah, Absolutely. Beneficial. That's Absolutely. the right word. Beneficial. And, and in reverse, can we talk about the dealership, right? Like you said, it sure. saves the deal, sure. right? It gives, it cosigns on the authenticity of that agent. Yep. And in reverse, it cosigns on the authenticity of the dealership. Absolutely. Right? The the, the the agent says, I'm now working with Todd Judy. I'm going to be there every weekend. People say, oh, well, they must have a deal together. Like, yeah. I'm going to go look for a car because my agent works, works with you guys. For, yeah. Okay. Now you've just gained access to all of that agent's customers. So then let me, um, let me say, I think when you're looking at that landscape, let's take it digital. Yep. Okay, so, okay. So, so grassroots, when, when you're looking at those two agencies, grassroots style, you're saying we can walk in and it be to our advantage. It could be a yeah. benefit. Digitally, okay, mm-hmm. digital marketing, right? When we're looking at Facebook and stuff, um, I think um, people are not aware of sharing business assets. Oh, 100%. And that's a 30-minute, that's a 45-minute episode in itself. Yeah. Okay. But people are not aware of sharing business assets. Yeah. And uh, you want to give them kind of a brief overview of that real quick? Like, yeah. So, you know, the same concept by giving, you know, by you getting an access to, you know, the dealership 
and um, their customers within that can also be done on a digital scale. Okay. Um, you know, I know Facebook allows you to do that um, to be able to market to an isolated group of assets. So, so you're saying like like Facebook tracks who um, likes the dealership page. 100%, yeah. And the dealer can share that list with me, insurance agent Correct. X, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can share it, Let's we'll use you because you're really in insurance. A dealer's, Todd Judy, yeah. can take their 20,000 likes on Facebook, yeah. and they can anonymously share that list with the Fresh Prince of Insurance. 100%. And you can run Facebook ads to just those 20,000 people that say, shopping at Todd Judy, save money on your insurance. 100%. And now you're creating a personalized bond because you're name dropping a dealership that they interact with. They chose to like that page, right? And like I said, that's a whole episode in itself, maybe even multiple episodes to to really... You know, to really scale that into perspective, but it exists. Absolutely. Right? Um, I, I believe Facebook also tracks engagement. So you can say people that don't like Todd Judy, but have liked or commented on one of their posts. Yeah. So it's people that don't like their page, but have seen one of their cars for sale from one of the sales guys yep. floating around. And you can target that, let's say it's a thousand people. Yeah. You can target that thousand people and say, are you currently shopping for a car? Yeah. Let me save you money and get you into the ride that you deserve. Absolutely. 100%. So it's the exact same thing as being there grassroots. 100%. But doing it on a digital scale. Yeah. Doing it from, you know, behind your your, your computer. Yeah. Right? And I'm not, guys, I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, right? <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that it's that possible. It's possible. Sure. Right? And I think when you look at the business landscape, when you look at service and sales and B2B, when you look at the business landscape, you see, or you can now start to see, that this isn't happening. Yeah. People are not sharing assets. They're not sharing um, square footage. Like yeah. They're not letting the agent come in, or the agent's yeah. not asking to come in. Well, I don't think the agents are asking. That's right. And, and they're not sharing assets. They probably, they probably don't even know. Todd, Judy, if anybody's listening to this podcast from that dealership, have somebody reach out to us. I, I'd like to sit down with your marketing team, uh, not to call you guys out, but I'd like to know what goes on behind the scenes of some of these large dealerships in a small town. Sure. Right? Moses, Todd, Judy, if, if anybody's listening, somebody reach out to us. Um, I'd like to know, you know, when you've got 30,000 likes on Facebook and you're moving 100 cars or more a month, what does that look like to other businesses who could partner with you? So if you guys are listening, reach out to us. Um, but we'll, what, I'm, what I'm seeing here is unrelated industries. And, you know, let's take the next couple minutes and let's look at unrelated industries. Sure. Okay. So we'll use um, insurance, right? Fresh yeah. Prince of Insurance. And I don't know, guys, I'm just going to pick a random uh, industry out of, out of nowhere. But... Um, um, how about how about like uh, outdoor sporting stores? Okay, okay that's retail. That's just yeah, retail. retail. It's just a retail store, Absolutely. you know, that sells uh, hunting and fishing equipment um, in the middle of nowhere, uh, West Virginia. Uh, you know, any offhand? You got any friends that own one or anything? No, I can't say that. I, I got one. We'll, we'll name drop uh, the Real Deal Outdoors in Salt Rock, West Virginia. Uh, Eddie Webb and, and Norman Brumfield. Uh, you know, I hope you guys take a listen to this. Um, but those guys have a little retail yeah. shop. It's just retail, okay? Yeah. Um, no services, no whatever. They're, you know, so so let's look at how an insurance agent like the Fresh Prince here could work with a company like that 
either grassroots style, like what can you sure. offer them, like what, what is a you know a value benefit proposition, um, or digitally, like what can we do? And and you got any advice or input for people? You, you know, I mean, grassroots. I mean, so we have to really think about this on throughout the business landscape or the ecosystem, so to speak. Right. You know. There's one thing in common. Okay. And we all have the same consumers. Okay, right. So we've got we've still got the same 50,000 people okay that are going to buy from us. Okay. Whether it be a cupcake shop, a sporting goods store, okay. Victoria's Secret in the mall, right. an insurance agent, they're all the same consumers. They're all the same consumer. Those same 180,000 man, exactly woman, right. and child have to buy from somebody. Have to buy from somebody. Right. Okay. So, you know, um, do I think you could put somebody in a sporting goods store? Sure. To, to, sure. to talk? Well, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it's not somebody. Maybe right. it's just a simple advertisement. Hey, okay. can I put up a banner? Right, inside okay. your store or outside of your store. Outside of your store, you know, right? You because know. because insurance agents insure businesses. That's exactly right. right. So that's a good talking point, right? Yeah, As, you know, absolutely. Right? And then and then like digitally, like like obviously you want to share assets with the dealership as an insurance agent because you want people that are shopping for cars yeah. or that own cars. But a lot of people don't realize in insurance, right? Um, if you've got a fifteen hundred dollar Matthews bow, yeah. right, you might want that insured separately from your other belongings. Oh, like th- there's definitely talking points yeah. for an agent. So um, I'm gonna give a random example here. Would be if I partnered with an outdoor sporting store, retail generic yeah. sporting store, what I would do, uh, I think, from a marketing perspective, is I would ask them for their digital assets. Can I get your mailing list? Can I get your Facebook assets? Can I, yeah. you know, whatever you can give to me. And then I want to run ads directly to those people that say something like, you know, um, is your fishing gear protected? Yeah. Right? Now, do they have enough fishing gear to warrant some kind of special crazy policy? The Fresh Prince would know those answers, but <laughs> but probably not. But yeah. at least they would read the advertisement because it applies yeah. to them. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. like are they going to call me and get a quote for fishing equipment? Probably not. But if I feed them enough ads, fishing and hunting related, when I do send them an ad that says, save money on auto... They now know who you are. They now know, they're like, oh, that's the outdoors guys. Yeah, that's the outdoor insurance yeah. company. I'm I'm not an outdoor insurance company. Yeah, but but they think I am because yeah. all they've seen are yeah. outdoor ads yeah, because I've yeah. limited it to the people that are shared with that outdoor business. Hundred percent. So that's that's how I believe an insurance agent. If we just take a random insurance agent yeah. or, or something, right? And you apply it across that business ecosystem, right? You can start sharing assets, doing some grassroots work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And really starting to work together to grow. Now, before we end this out, guys, I want to recap here just real quick. Business landscape are the different divisions, I don't know what you call them, sects of business, right, that make up your business ecosystem. Sales, retail, charity, business to business, Right? Yeah. Like, like, that's what we're talking about here. When you start to look at your landscape, you're going to realize how all of this over the next, you know, six weeks or eight weeks or, or, or three months of Dude Save Marketing podcasts, you're going to start to realize how all of this is coming together week after week uh, and, and starting to form a picture so yeah. that you'll be able to fell forward right you'll be able to make decisions and move forward with your marketing because you'll understand the landscape you're going to understand what it means what these terms mean things like that and i want to end on this will two businesses 
that are exactly the same mm -hmm. can still do this. Oh, 100%. They can still share sure. assets because if they're not buying from me, they're probably buying from you. Yeah. And if they're not buying from me and they're not buying from you, they're buying from one of our competitors. Yeah. Right? That's so right. Um, I can tell you that I don't think any car dealership in this valley would be willing to share their assets with another car dealership. I mean, I would agree. But I can tell you that if they did, I think they'd both benefit. Oh, no, I'm with you 100%. I think if they worked together, they would both benefit. You yep. know what I mean? Didn't find what you liked at Todd Judy? Come buy it at Moses. Yep. Didn't find what you liked at Moses? Come find it at Todd Judy. Yep. Handshake agreement, we both run that same ad for 30 days. So I'm not getting any more exposure than what they're getting. But we're telling people, yep. if you don't like them, come to me. Yep. And you're letting me tell people, if they don't like you, <laughs> come to me. So all the car sales for those 20,000 people over the next 30 days are going, are, to, two dealerships. Are going to be to two dealerships. Yep. We're going to be to two dealerships. We're not letting them hit the roadside dealership and buy a used car from Joe Blow. We're yep. going to work together to funnel yep. all of them to us or you. Absolutely. That's what I think in the business landscape. You know, we, we talked about that in our last episode. I said I rated people as a one. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. You with me now? Oh, 100%. That's why I rate them as a one because your mega dealerships are not working together, but they're also not working with other industry professionals like insurance agents. Like sure. They're not actually doing it. Yeah. Is, is the Ford dealership successful? Yes. Yeah. Is the Kia dealership successful? Yes. But could they be more successful? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Is the insurance agent successful? Yes. Yeah. Could the insurance agent be more successful? Yes. Yeah. That's why I rated them as a one. I hope that from our last episode to this one, guys, you followed along with me and, and you understand. I said I was going to be the bad guy and rate them <laughs> as, a, as a one. But but I hope, Will, that maybe you get that. Like, oh, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, like, I'm with you 100%. Like, that's it. The landscape is what it is. In any town USA you're going to find retail and service industries and you're going to find charities and business to business, you know, wholesale type yeah. stuff, you, you know, inventory and, you know, food deliveries for the restaurants, like business to business stuff. And all of them can work together. Restaurants yeah. are another prime example. So, um, Will, you want to, you want to leave them with anything or, or, you know, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, we, we've touched on some good points there. Um, you know, I just, I just hope it helps somebody. I hope know? it helps somebody, too. I, I hope you know? right now there's somebody on the other end of this podcast going, what do they mean by sharing assets? Yeah. I hope there's somebody right now Googling Facebook ad, say, ad asset sharing. I, I hope somebody's Googling that. Yeah. Well, at least they know what to Google now. Now they know what to Google, right? <laughs> yeah. Now they know what to Google. Facebook yes. ads um, asset sharing, yeah. right? Like, I, I hope they are because oh, because if 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 I own an, a a clothing store and the lady next door to me owns a bakery, yeah. then we need to be working together. And you'll see a lot of places that are like, oh, bring your receipt and get ten percent off or whatever. But why are you not shoving that down people's throats? digitally yep. every time they open their Facebook app. Yeah. Right? And it's possible. Oh, absolutely. And it's possible. Yep. You know? Um, it's also possible that if you... I don't want to get too far off here. I know we're, we're hitting that 30-minute mark. But I also want to say that it's possible when you look at Facebook ads to limit it to, to location, right? Like, there's a concert going on at the, at the local auditorium. I want, to put, I want to run an ad the week before 
to people that are in this area to buy shirts to go to that concert. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the the week after that concert, I want to run ads for people to buy shirts that were at that concert. Yeah. And I want my ad to say, have fun at the concert, buy this t-shirt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the reason I know they were there is because I told my marketing group that to limit it to this location. Yeah. Or I shared assets with the concert um, venue, yeah. like the promoter. Yeah. And they said, hey, you can have seven-day access to all the people that interacted with this Facebook event. Yeah. Perfect. Guys, that's real. The landscape is is there. It's been there. How long has America been around? 250 years, right? Like, yeah. Like, it's there. It's not going anywhere. It, now it's about how do you work together to bring that landscape into an ecosystem. 100%. Yeah, and I'm hoping that we become that episode hub. Episode three, guys, I'm going to hey, go ahead and call awesome. it. Ready? Okay. Awesome. Guys, episode three is going to be a short episode um, about each one of us sharing a failure experience. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. short episode. We're just going to share a fail. We're not even going to dive into why it failed or what we learned from it. We're going to share why we failed, and then i tell you what, episode four, we're going to dive into it. Okay. Episode three is going to be why we fell, something yeah. we failed at. Yeah. Episode four is going to lay out. And we'll dissect it. We'll dissect it. Yeah. Good? Sounds good. Guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We'll catch you on the next one.